I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. It's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild and the Eternal Tavern Keeper. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not this future that is terrifying, but our present. The program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and see you later. Rusty Quill presents Chapter and multiverse. Welcome back to the Betwixt and Between, old chum. It's always a pleasure. Oh, do remind me to get you some of our new bar snacks. The quantum scratchings are particularly Moorish. But before I do, I must tell you all about our young hero's most recent adventures. Returning to the Grey Box after visiting his mysterious mentor, Aquila, Joseph joined his teammates to plan their next move. Their goal was to track down Adib's friend-turned-nemesis, Poltergeist, once and for all and find out more about his connection to UTBC. Hello, and welcome back to Chapter and Multiverse, the actual play podcast where we explore the same city across multiple parallel universes. I am your game master, Maddie Searle. My pronouns are she, her. And today we are playing our campaign of Masks, A New Generation, which is designed by Brendan Conway and allows players to take on the role of young superheroes. But before we go any further, I must introduce our wonderful and talented players. Could you please let me know your name and pronouns and your character's name and pronouns, starting with Ahmed. Hello, I'm Ahmed Al-Jabri, and as always, I am stoked to be here. I'm playing Adib bin Yaslam, aka The Turban. Adib's pronouns are he and him. Hi, I'm Lydia Nicholas, pronouns they, she, and I am playing Minnie Smithson, who is pretty stoked to be here too. She's she's more of a stoked kind of person. Anyway, she uses she, her. Hey, I am Lori Ann Davis, and I am playing Day with Morgan. Both of us go by she, her, aka Siphon. Hi there, I'm Pip Gladwin, and I'll be playing Joseph Teller, aka Zenith, and we're both he, him. Lovely. All right. So last we left off, you were deep in the UTBC headquarters trying to gather intel on their connection to Poltergeist, the Green Needle, and the supposed pilot program of gathering supervillains for some purpose. Adib was in the server room. Morgan was chatting to Thomas, the annoying fitness TikTok fan. And uh, Minnie just stormed right up to floor seven to chat to the CTO or Kutu. <laughs> 
Storming sounds like it was a lot more of a deliberate, aggressive move, whereas <laughs> Minnie genuinely thought that she could become like a technical intern and it would fulfill many of her objectives in terms of Aww. learning about Earth and journalism. Consolidate her three jobs into one. Yeah, like she's got so many jobs. What's another job between friends? <laughs> so yeah, as Minnie entered, she realised that Fiona knew who she was and that she wasn't going to get much information out of her. So Zenith came to the rescue through the vents and set off a sprinkler and Minnie used her amazing density and light powers to bamboozle the security guards and they escaped after a couple of mishaps through a broken window and into the stealth jet. Meanwhile, Adib had a bit of a mishap of his own with absorbing everyone's clothes <laughs> and getting showered on by the sprinklers, uh, but Morgan managed to carry him to safety. And they went back to the grey box to recharge while Joseph slipped out to talk to his mentor, Aquila, back at her headquarters in the eerie, similarly grey, bland box. And she actually apologised for not keeping on top of things and not realising that UTBC was not all they seemed. Now we pick up with Joseph. Are you heading back to the grey box after your little meeting with Aquila? Yes, I'll head back. Nice. Um, it is probably, I would say, around 6.30, 7pm at this point. So you've got a couple more hours before the 10.30 heist that Poltergeist is planning at Chapter Central Hospital. Mm -hmm. And then the gig that Amal is doing at a bar at 11 is also happening tonight. If everyone's okay with this, Joseph finds us all eating the snacks that Adib and Morgan want to get. Nice. What did you go for in the end? Minnie is dipping deep fried tofu in ketchup and mayo. Excellent. A smorgasbord <laughs> of snacks. Because we didn't know what Joseph wanted, so just got a load of different things. So yeah, Joseph, you come in to a smorgasbord of snacks. What, what is your reaction? And do you explain your absence to mm. your colleagues slash friends? your human friends absolutely not <laughs> i mean morgan would be like oh hey uh yeah we got loads of stuff but i couldn't find you so um yeah that's okay i'll i'll grab something and i'll, I'll sit down on a vacant uncomfortable looking chair slash sofa mm. thing and uh yeah I'll, i grab something if you accidentally take some of the stuff that minnie's got in front of her mm -hmm. It will just be, like, it works, but it's strange, you know? I think I definitely look at the stuff you have in front yeah. of you and then take something else. <laughs> it's just like, why don't people put jam, ketchup and tofu together? That oh, is what I want to know. Oh, no, no, that is what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's some pastries, maybe there's yeah. some cannoli, maybe there's some very arty-farty vegan crisps. Who knows? Mm. Mm, vegan crisps for me, please. The greyest food you just described. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that Minnie asks how Joseph is and because she's been talking to her mum and thinking about mind powers, accidentally does some telepathy. Yes, Minnie! Where did you go? Are you okay? I could roll unleash your powers. There's a like doubling whatever you say there's a kind of weird doubling for Minnie of we'll see whether it's it succeeds I like this yeah okay I mean instinctively I think my verbal response is I just had something I needed to take care of nothing important so I rolled 
six plus one is seven. So it's a success, but unstable, if I'm correct. Yes. Which is kind of perfect, because that's exactly what I was going for. Like, it probably would have stunned Minnie if she got, like, a full idea of what was happening. But, like, in an unstable, unsure telepathy incident, can you let uh, GM's decision how much info Minnie gets? Yeah, I think you probably get a pretty decent emotional read. You probably don't get any specific thoughts or any words, but you probably get, to use the the eternally helpful word, a vibe Mm. off of Zenith. Mm. What kind of vibe is Zenith coming off right now? I mean, it's not too different from his usual one, to be honest. (laughs) For Minnie, I think it would be that he's been given new orders I think the vibe here is like, oh, okay, confirmation that this person is being run by someone else, effectively. A vague sense, maybe, of Aquila's presence, but nothing as clear as a face. Like, the emotional model of Aquila that Joseph has. It's a tall, grey shape. (laughs) (laughs) With lots of complicated, like, resentment and awe and, like love but also fear i guess like all the emotions but not the specifics is that the vibe yeah absolutely i think that's what you get do i i'm guessing i don't i have no idea that this has happened no but minnie narrows her eyes (laughs) (laughs) i kind of narrow my eyes back at you morgan slowly reaches between you to take a snickers bar We're just glaring at each other. Yeah, there's like, there's tension here. What kind of tension is it? Who knows? So, yeah, your next port of call is the hospital, if that is indeed your plan. So are you going to do any prep beforehand? Because you could try and find Poltergeist before he even hits the hospital. Or you could just random off there. Because you do have information from the vision of the door number 12 and the rough district that Mm. that door might be in. Yeah. I think this is an Adib decision. I think we need to talk to Adib about Lucas. How will you bring it up? What do you want to do about Poltergeist? You want to wait? <sighs> Try and intercept him at the hospital? Or do you want to you know where he lives, right? Yeah, but he's not there. I don't know if I mentioned before. It was all a bit much. But I did actually uh, see how he's getting to the hospital because I literally saw the Plan My Route app that he was using. <laughs> So I know the train, bus, tram, insert correct mode of transport that he'll be using. We could meet him at the start. What if there are people around? People are going to get hurt. Well, yeah, as Zenith said, there'll be people in the hospital. I mean... Potentially more vulnerable. Yeah, we shouldn't wait. We should just go find him. Let's go back there and with the clothes that we have, I'm sure we could find something. Catch them before they start moving. At least that... This trick is not filled with people. At least not sick and innocent people. Yeah. What do you know about about his brother? Because if he's going to a hospital, maybe he's trying to get something that'll help him. I don't think he can get something. Unless there's something there that we don't know. Would he just attack a hospital? No. It's usually about money. This is a weird choice. But then again, it wasn't his choice. It was this... Fiona picking targets. That's a good point. Wait, why do they want them to attack the hospital in the first place? We don't know. Are they trying to make supers look bad? Could be a distraction. Be trying to pull Taj's attention away from something else that's going on. 
That's certainly what the Green Needle thing felt like. I mean, it was just such a pointless endeavour by a pretty pointless villain, let's face it. (laughs) Ah, I just got that, Minnie says. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph takes a second and realises to his horror that he has unintentionally stumbled into a pun. (laughs) Minnie giggles joyfully. And I'm gonna blush. (laughs) (gasps) Activate. (laughs) Blush mode. (laughs) Unleash your blush powers. (laughs) Activate social anxiety. Okay, so we should just go. Let's just go and try and find them and stop them before they do anything. What's the point of fighting them after the fact when they already have hostages and they have people around and they can abuse their advantage on everyone around them? I mean, what's the point either way? It's very unlikely that we'll succeed. Minnie is still hopeless. <laughs> Manny, don't say that. Come on, we we did really well against the cactus. Man, pointy needle, boy. I mean, as Joseph just said, he didn't have any powers really. He he wasn't strong, and I I still messed up multiple times, and we still struggled. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna just step out and just? No, I think you're right. I think we should go and we should try, and we'll probably get beaten up again. And it's fine. I get up. Yeah, well, if we get beat up, we probably deserve it. And I start walking toward the exit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. Whoa. Whoa, says Morgan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have the guilty uh, condition, Adib? Yeah. For three episodes. <laughs> Plan. We're going to go to the start of his journey that I saw in my vision, right? Yeah. We're going to go in the jet. And Morgan hates this tension. She hates that everyone's so sad. And Minnie and Adib, she's going to try and comfort you. Should I roll first? <laughs> yeah, give us a roll to see how it goes. And then you can you can adjust your comfort to the level. Is this affecting both of them? I'll say if it's if it's a tenor. I'll jump in. It'll be disastrous, but I'll jump in. <laughs> oh my god, I just rolled double ones. Oh no. Oh no. Oh dang! Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say if you got a ten or a higher, then you could like you could affect both of them. But yeah, that's that's not happening. I'm afraid. Well, Morgan's gonna try. I lash out back at her. Like, what's the point? We had a plan. We went in and we screwed everything. We couldn't do anything right. So might as well just go and wing it. No, wait, wait. We did not have a plan. We we went in and everyone just disappeared. And you just left me with this weak little man. And we should plan. What are we going to do? I've told you. We're going to go in. We're going to get beaten up. And then we're going to tell whoever is in charge of whatever it is we're doing. Slight sideways look at Joseph. Look, I'm not good at planning, but I... I- I think we should stick together, Morgan says weakly. Sure, then follow us as we go to get beaten up. Come on, Adib. <laughs> like, Adib and Minnie knew each other before, right? And yep. they're in the same headspace. And they're like, just, yeah. Parallel headspace. <laughs> With her angry friend. Big swings. Big swings. I'm going to go for it. Maddie, will you let me try? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it. I'll roll first. This is 100% like a, guys, wait. <laughs> If it fails, do I roll or take a powerful blow? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do if it fails. This is going to come back on me. I get hit by you. Yeah, all right. So uh, comfort and support plus mundane, which is good because my mundane just went back down to zero. This is for all the bananas. 
That's just a six. Can't draw team for that. Yeah. I'd say that together we're quite a dangerous foe, but... I do. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's five potential for me. (laughs) Yeah. Because in in another circumstance, I would say Morgan can help. But since Morgan just failed, I think it's not going to happen, unfortunately. All right. Let's go all upset and angry and guilty and try to find the bad guys. I think the the failure here is Joseph. Guys, wait. (laughs) Is that it? Yeah. (laughs) Morgan's angry. Morgan takes a condition angry. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Everyone has a condition. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you got rid of it by squishing the tracking device. Yeah, I, I, apologies. Yeah, I'll take one now, though, if you like. <laughs> I'll go hopeless or insecure <laughs> from what just happened, though. <laughs> it's infectious. <laughs> I think it's all right if, if Joseph is immune for now, but we'll see what happens later in the mission. <laughs> Boy, that is a completed potential track for me yeah i think what i'm gonna do with my advancement is i'm gonna add plus two to the label that my mentor denies which is the uh uh, mundane label and that doesn't involve a reduction in any of the others i don't think no i think yeah incredible i think that since that's an advancement it just happens that's great one two plus two So, yes, you begin your journey to... I'm going to say that there's a bus stop that uh, Morgan, you spotted on the app that Poltergeist was using to plan his route. And so you can head to that bus stop. And if anyone wants to do an assess the situation role, you can have a look around to see whether the number 12 door is anywhere nearby or if there's any clues as to where Poltergeist might be. I'll definitely do a roll because I would recognise the door. Yeah, I'd say you go for it. Yeah, and um, if anyone wants to help, you can add a plus one to that. I will assist by giving you like a you know nice sort of panoramic camera view from the jet on screen, so you can like spot the right place. Oh, nice. Mm, yes, yeah. You can be hovering above the street and looking down at this rather down at heel. Really like inconspicuous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this rather down at heel area. Oh, for goodness sake. (laughs) Oh, no. Do I just get one from the assist? Yeah. Because basically, I got six, but unfortunately, I have minus one superior. Oh, no. So it's still a six. Damn it. So I guess I don't see the door. Yeah. Unfortunately, at least from this vantage point, you can't see it. It may be down a side street. It may be hidden away slightly. So you you need to park up and get out and hit the streets. How much sooner, like, what time was Poltergeist due to get the bus? And what time have we arrived? He was due to get the bus, I will say, at about 9.45. He lives near the hospital. Nice. And it is currently about 8pm. Morgan will say, I can't can't see it anyway. It looks like the right area, but I I can't see the door. One thing that Minnie will be... I I would suggest it will be happening for Minnie is that having kind of unleashed her mild telepathic powers there's just a general openness to the buzzing of voices and that is not helping her mood so I would say there's an unleash your powers for like she tries to hear listen amongst the buzzing voices for something poltergeisty do not worry this won't succeed being hopeless she is minus two to unleash your powers. 
You never know. Yeah, you never know. The dice tell a story. If she does get it, it's going to be a complicated. It's vaguely in that direction. Yeah. Because I know I'm stretching the limits of telepathy here. But there we go. No, seven, but then that's plus one, but minus two. Unfortunately, the crowding of voices in your head just starts to become slightly more unbearable as you try and sift through them. Small potential and slightly more sulky. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, as you're hovering in this stealth jet above this bus stop, this very mundane and run-down bus stop, we're going to take a short break and be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, this is Kareem Cronvley, the Eternal Tavern Keeper from Chapter and Multiverse. If you haven't heard yet, Rusty Quill has a brand new original audio drama, Trice Forgotten. Trice Forgotten is a swashbuckling found family adventure created by Nemo Martin. Alestes likes to keep her head down while she works as a merchant, couriering deliveries and carrying travellers to destinations across the seas. Only as her travellers gradually become permanent crewmates, she realises her ship has become a floating museum, laboratory, vault of repatriated treasures and a chef's kitchen. After spending most of her life with the understanding that nothing changes, no matter how hard you fight, Alestes is faced with a choice. Will she use her new network of allies to build safe harbour and potentially a future for her new community? Or will she once again put her head down and drown in her sea of excuses? Trice Forgotten is the latest audio drama from Rusty Quill, creators of multiple award-winning podcasts, including the Magnus Archives and Chapter and Multiverse. Search for Trice Forgotten, T-R-I-C-E, Forgotten, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information. And welcome back. So as our heroes are poised above this bus stop, waiting to see if they can find out where Poltergeist is, uh, is there anything else you want to do? Sulking. It's it's pretty full-on sulking. Adib is going to try to look around, hoping he can find any of the companions of Lucas. Would that be a sis? Um, Yes. Do you want to stay in the stealth jet or do you want to get down and have a look um, on ground level? I would go out. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. I just need to find him quickly. You can absolutely do an assess situation roll. Does anyone want to help out with that? Um, does anyone go down with Adib or does everyone just kind of go down? Minnie's going to go with Adib. I don't know how helpful she'll be. I suppose she's there and she's looking for the people and the features that he describes. I'll bring us down and hop out onto her. Me personally onto her rooftop. I'll be in full, kitted up, in costume. Yeah. Excellent. So I will make a straight roll, right? Plus one from me. I rolled a seven, and I have a plus one and plus one. That is a nine. Excellent. But because I am guilty, I have a minus two, so that brings me down to seven. But that's, yeah, still a success. I barely succeed. We're scraping by, come on. I'm just going to say now that Morgan will stick with Zenith, unless Zenith tells her not to, just because we're on two and two then. Yep. Absolutely. You don't want to split the party fractally? It's all right. I'll jump in a vent in a minute. It'll be fine. Yeah. Just just one of those sky vents. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. Um, Adib, you and Minnie go down a side street and 
you are looking at the house numbers and you stumble across a door with the number 12 and if you want to you can take a photo of the door send it to Morgan and Morgan can confirm that this is in fact the door that you are looking for I'll just uh, communicate or anything we found the door oh great where are you Oh, I guess we know Zenith. Mm. I'm with Zenith. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Mr. Situational Awareness over here. And I would not wait for everyone else to arrive. I will try to find a good place to look inside. Minnie will hover to get up to like a first floor window to look inside. Yeah, unfortunately, there's windows at ground level are closed up. But if uh, Minnie hovers up to the first floor looks in, sees just a load of, like, cat supplies, like cat towers and litter boxes and just lots of cats hanging out and it's great. And then you hover up another floor. Oh, wait, are there cats as well as the cat supplies? Yes. Okay, because, you know, it, to me, immediately I was like, ah, oh, this person has an online business selling cat <laughs> supplies. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, there's just a lot of cats and their supplies. Yes. Yeah. And if you hover up to the second floor, you see uh, a rundown room with peeling wallpaper and a dingy mattress without any kind of bedding, just a blanket thrown across it and a couple of shabby pillows. And you can see a young man uh, sitting on the edge of the bed, just kind of typing on his phone. He is not currently wearing any superhero garb. It is street clothes, it's jeans and a a t-shirt with some kind of metal band on it. But you can see in the corner draped over a chair is a black skin tight suit with a green neon skull on it. Minnie will like slowly descend like a balloon losing helium and report all of this to Adib. It's stressing the shabbiness of the pillows specifically. (laughs) Do you comment or just to Adib? Just to Adib. Well, I mean, it's on. Okay. But it's just that she wants to, like, he's there. Cool. So she'll describe it. Would I recognize the description? Yes. Particularly the pillows. First the pillows, secondly the costume draped over the chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how shabby were the pillows? <laughs> oh, yeah, there were, there were, like, feathers bursting out of them all over the shop. Ooh, that sounds ruffled cats got at them but they were feather pillows so they were quite nice pillows to start with yeah there were once but <laughs> we're very focused on the pillows for some reason so if I've heard you say that and you acknowledge that it's poltergeist Morgan's gonna be like wait for us don't go in she's really angry with you <laughs> I turn off the calm and jump in oh he's doing it oh drama love it just to add to that I think because it was happening in my brain and I was about to do it and then and then Ahmed's just jumped right in there was a moment for Zenith like okay these guys are distracted they're no one's in a good headspace right now I was 100% about to be like okay <laughs> okay Adib you're the only one of us who can like talk to this guy talk some sense into him you've got this <laughs> you like <laughs> about to try a little comfort before you manage to do that and I think he's just like Adib Adib <laughs> Deep. <laughs> I'm like, just turn to, turn to uh, siphon. Just like I'd be using my uh, ribbons to quickly go to the open window and just crash through it, and you'd probably mm. hear the glass breaking as you're running in. Adib is in a point where this is all my fault. Oh. If I did not just take a serious stand against Lucas, things would have would never have reached this point. Let's go. 
Yeah, you crash in through the window and uh, Lucas, your old friend, immediately stands up and looks at you and yells out, I told you to stay away from me. Why, why do you keep coming after me? Because you keep coming after people. I unleash my threats and just go wild. Whoa, directly engage a threat, please, if that's what you're going for. Yeah. All right. That would be danger, and I have a zero danger. I got an eight. Nice. Yes. So you can choose one of the benefits if you want to, but also um, you you trade blows. You can you can get a hit in on this guy. So what does it look like as you engage Poltergeist in combat? I am frightening him, trying my best. Like Adib has gone mad right now. Oh no. So are you just kind of, are you trying to tie him up? Are you trying to hit him? Are you trying to just yell in his face? Adib is yelling at his face. He is unleashing his ribbons around him and he's just fighting him, trying to uh, pin him down. Excellent. And not give him any opportunity to fight back. Just FYI, I think, I assume Morgan and Zenith are running towards the broken window and Morgan's going to try and enter, but you can insert that at an appropriate point dramatically. <laughs> you got to climb up two floors. Well, we were on the roof, so oh. once we hear the window breaking, I'm I'm imagining a really cool dramatic shot of Morgan and I jumping off the roof and making our individual ways towards this window. Yeah. Me sort of swinging and flipping on stuff, and you, I assume, just kind of... Just running and jumping. Big, strong leap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Poltergeist is definitely going to take the afraid condition as Adib is absolutely wailing on him. He's going to take one of the villain moves, lash out without thought of threat. So he's going to use his telekinetic powers to lift up a dresser from the side of the room and just hurl it at Adib. And I would like Adib to take a powerful blow, please. Do I still have the, my condition, the guilty condition? Yes, so you can roll plus your conditions mark. So it would be 2d6 plus 1. And I got a four total. Nice. On a miss, you stand strong. So yeah, what does it look like as this chest of drawers just slams into your back? Because it's filled with cloth. (gasps) (laughs) Now there is just pieces of cloth flapping everywhere around uh, Adib's body. And it's just making him look a lot bigger than he is. And he's standing not on the ground, but pieces of cloth just lifting up uh, more of uh, a certain evil... For mechanical armed supervillain. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> so you've kind of taken the lesson from earlier. Yeah. That, mm. Of like pulling the cloth in by accident and making yourself bigger and gone like, what if that but effective <laughs> for combat and like bulked yourself up. That's so cool. Yeah. So there's a cloth extending all from all over his body, just flapping all over. And he's shouting back to him. These are not guards are being paid to protect and taking a risk. You're just going after innocent people now. Yeah, Lucas yells back, you don't, you don't understand that everything is stacked against us. I have to do this to protect Felix. I would continue to uh, engage with him. Nice. I would like to ask, so what's everyone else doing? Are you coming into the room? I think Minnie's probably got... Well, no, Minnie had gone down to talk to Adib. So it's possible that behind the two of you, given how quickly you've moved and like she was taken off balance, she now hovers up and is like glowing and yeah, is hovering outside the window. And I would say 
No, she doesn't say anything. She just hovers ominously. She supports the deep. The deep's got this. If Morgan could get there before Zenith a little, or maybe at around about the same time, Morgan is just going to somehow flip into the room. <laughs> Probably not flip. <laughs> like, just grabbing handfuls of concrete to climb down into the room, just so angry. I love the image of, like, we've got the window where Adib came through, and then when Morgan comes through, it's like, you smash an even bigger hole. Yeah. <laughs> Take some of the masonry with you. Like, just, like <laughs> The window frame is done for. <laughs> we've done a lot of collateral damage in this episode. It's good. Morgan is coming in and be like, Adib, we're supposed to be a team. I, you, why? I don't understand why. We're supposed to be friends. All of us should be doing this together. And what she's going to be trying to do is shouting at Adib. But she just wants to, like, put Poltergeist to sleep so that we can continue our own little talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she's going to have to fight through the ribbons to get there. Yeah, please give me and unleash your powers to... Yeah, first of all, unleash your powers to see if you can get there. And then if you can get there, we can do another one to see if you can effectively put him to sleep. It had not occurred to me until this, like, how potentially scary Adib's powers are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I make people naked. Could it? <laughs> no, no, that's very scary. Would it maybe be directly engaged? Or I guess, it, well, is Adib a threat to me? Yeah, that's a question for Ahmed, is... Uh, is Adib going to lash out at Morgan if she gets in the way? Yes. Okay. Like, he wouldn't attack. Yeah, yeah. But just push them away. Like, stay away. This is my thing. This is my problem. Cool. Okay, yeah. So directly engage and then unleash. Perfect. So a bit of variety in the rules. So I just rolled a seven and I've got plus three. So I, I got a ten for directly engage. Amazing. Oh, so yes. Yeah. So take something from them. I'm going to take Poltergeist from you. Mm. Ooh. And also, impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I want to frighten Adib because I then get to plus doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta play them dooms. So do you rugby tackle Poltergeist and grab him down, or what do you do? No, I think I just rip straight through, and without really looking, like, hand on... Gosh, okay, hand on Poltergeist's face and neck put him to sleep and I'm not even concentrating on that and I'm just shouting at Adib like we're supposed to be friends why I don't like how we're all just not talking properly and probably getting a bit like eyes start to glow because she's taking power oh no oh gosh please let her stop before she hurts yeah. him too much oh, <laughs> oh no we're all turning <laughs> yeah give me an unleash your powers please if you roll well then you manage to control it well and then if it's a low roll then it's it might go a bit skew if okay Oh, we're good. I rolled a 10. <laughs> excellent, excellent. The anger kind of focuses you and keeps you in the mm. moment. And maybe even because you're so focused on Adib and you're not self-conscious about how you're using your power and you're not worrying about whether it's going to hurt this guy or not, then it's it's more natural and it's more easy. Yeah. And so, yeah, Poltergeist just slumps back on the bed, kind of half on the bed, half not completely unconscious but still breathing, still absolutely fine, just just asleep. And yeah, and you and Adib are facing off with Minnie floating ominously behind you. I think I've actually cleared my anger there as well because frightening... Oh no, it's hurt someone or break something important. Okay, no, I haven't. Damn it. This is still very much angry. Shaking right now. and now I'm yeah. stronger. <laughs> good, good. That's not a, a difficult combination at all. No. We're going to be fine. Minnie and Zenith, what's your plan? 
Minnie is going to, with a bit of a squeaky scream, glowing, hovering, bending light around her into strange and uncanny colors, yell, Can all of you calm down? Just, this would never happen on Spectacle. Everyone there, you, you know what you're supposed to feel and you do the things that you're supposed to do and you don't get angry at your friends. You just be normal all the time and sometimes that's very good because no one gets upset or scary and you're never scared of your friends and so don't do this. That's what she says. What she's trying to do with that is to provoke people into calming down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's using her not-so-different-after-all. Describing the glories of your home like that, that's clearer condition, but I don't know if that feels like it lines up with, with that would make her feel less hopeless. What you're describing fits more with comfort. Do you have an ability that lets you use another label for it? No, that's not a thing that she does. Do you have the best of them? I do, but that's me telling them how they exemplify the best parts of Earth. I've just told you that you're all you're all <laughs> not as good as my alien friends. Yeah. You're feeling pretty inferior right now. You're telling us to to live up to that. <laughs> I think that this is a bad attempt to provoke you all into calming down. Sure. But this is GM's decision. Yeah. Because what she wants is for everyone to stop yelling and be sensible. Yeah. Like people on Specmarkalon are all the time <laughs> just so boring cool yeah let's let's make this absolutely a provoke someone roll and roll plus superior and we'll see how it goes oh so she got a four and uh, <laughs> superior is plus two so that is a six i'll throw a team on top of that if we have any left do we have any left even though considering the ramshackleness of the team at the moment, there aren't any team points available, um, you can always assist. So you can add a plus one if you want to help Zenith. Yeah, I just can't think of what it is that I'm doing in this moment that might be supportive or helpful to, to Minnie, really. <laughs> like, there can be a failed attempt at assisting. In which I'm like, <laughs> yes, being sensible is what works. Calm. <laughs> if you can't think of a way, then probably Zenith can't think of a way. You can always just go like, she's right. Just like back her up and be like. I don't have a plus one. I think what for the audience we will see is because like right now, like Siphon and the Turbot are like kind of almost in a fight. Mm-hmm. I think what we'll see is just from the inside of Joseph's helmet. You'll see him isolate probably just the Deebs at this point, actually. At, no, and Morgans, because I can see that Morgan has gone like green eyes. We see him isolate their earpieces. And there's like a button that could be pressed. He's not pressed it, but this has effectively taken the safety off something here. <laughs> just in case you guys get carried away. What's that button? That's it. <laughs> This is not character knowledge, so... Oh, yeah, I know, I don't... Oh, gosh. <laughs> the button, I will say, has a little lightning bolt on it. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. If people want to describe how little they react to Minnie's attempt at conciliation... In my head, Adib has back to the window, so not isn't getting the light show, and all of this fabric is flowing so actually there's no I can't see you either <laughs> barely even here let alone see oh. yeah there's so much flapping it's even worse now with the gloomy shadows yeah <laughs> there's drama yeah so I think at this point as the threat of the mysterious lightning bolt button hangs in the air as the fabric <laughs> is flapping as Minnie is yelling on deaf ears 
We're going to end the episode there. <gasps> oh, Uh-oh. No. In the midst of combat. What's happened to our young heroes? What have we become? They were so wholesome just a few episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. It's the hormones. Episode 12 titled Now Villains. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be bad guys now. So, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this absolute drama that is unleashed. And as always, I would like to ask our fantastic players where we can find them on the internet and if they have anything to plug, starting with Ahmed. Hello, you can find me everywhere at Mr. Aljabri, mostly on Twitter, where I share Arab tidbits to be used for your tabletop RPG characters and world building. Just find the avatar with a turban. Wonderful. And Pip. Hi, I'm Pip Gladwin, and you can find me at Pip underscore Gladwin on Twitter or wherever good podcasts are made. (laughs) (laughs) And Lori. You can find me at Lori Tweets. I'm still reeling a bit. Sorry. Fair. I mean, honestly, fair. And Lydia. Hi, I'm Lydia. You can find me at Lyd Nicholas and in varying podcasts on podcast players of varying quality. I mean, if you want to download them from a place that has bad podcasts, cool. (laughs) I respect your choices. Not everyone likes sound quality or whatever it's cool you do you you do you excellent bye (laughs) you can find me on twitter and instagram at maddie underscore abstract where there are links to all the various things that i do and we hope to see you next time on chapter and multiverse but until then from all of us here in the space between worlds goodbye Hi everyone, it's Kareem, the voice of Simon Fairchild and the Eternal Tavern Keeper. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not this future that is terrifying, but our present. The Program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about The Program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and see you later. Forever? Chapter and Multiverse is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. It is directed by Maddie Searle and produced by M. Lindemann with executive producers Alexander J. Newell and April Sumner. The Eternal Tavern Keeper was played by Kareem Cronfley. This episode was edited by Nikova Teze, Tessa Vroom and Maddie Searle, with music by Nikova Teze. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>